Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Spinistry Chat. I am your host, Kevin Lee. And today we've got a very exciting presentation. That we're actually pleased to announce and share some information from a survey we completed or had y'all complete about a week ago uh, about general fitness levels. And it's really exciting news uh, for us. It's uh, We'll talk more about it when we go over the results. And, and that's what this chat and video is about, is about going over those particular survey results. And uh, the, the, the too long didn't watch, too long didn't listen, too long didn't read version uh, of it is this. And it's not, it's not a big surprise, but it is pleasant news. Uh, a lot more writers are definitely uh, back into writing form than they were just a few short months ago. Uh, that's, that's, that's good to see. We're, we're excited to see that. Uh, not everybody is quite back up to full form yet, but it looks like a good chunk of y'all are, are headed in the right direction. And we're about to go into those, uh, the survey questions and the results and what those mean for you guys, what it means for spinistry events in the future and some takeaways that we're going to take from the information that y'all have, have given us. We're addressing this part on the front end though, the, the 2022 Texas chain ring massacre, this, the results of this survey make us really excited about, uh, this to be honest with you. Uh, things are shaping up very nicely for our, uh, our 2022 Texas chain ring massacre out of Valley view. Uh, we opened sign up a little bit earlier than usual. We have some fantastic discounts on those signups right now. And we are definitely on pace to have uh, our biggest crowd ever uh, in Valley View on January, is it 22nd, I believe? Let's look through here. Oh yeah, there it is right there in the center of this Saturday, January 22nd, Texas Chain Ring Massacre. Uh, we mix it up a little bit each year. Uh, but this year, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, the 100 miler is the signature event this year. So that will be considered our pro elite level race with the cash payout. Uh, right now, early bird specials on that one, $100 sign up, 50% off for club spinistry members through the end of September. Keep that in mind. And uh, the 70 miler actually has a really good crowd signed up for it already. It's actually the way we have the pricing set up this year, the pricing eases up as more entries come in for each distance. And that 70 miler has a bunch of people that uh, probably 45 or 50 of the almost hundred that we have signed up so far are probably just in that 70 miler right now. We do have a nice field lining up for the pro and the elite hundred miler already. Uh, we do have a 50 mile training right race as well and a 30 mile beginner ride and we touch on all of these because those different distances are going to come into play when we start talking about some of the survey uh results so without further ado let's let's look at the survey the questions and the the results and our quick takeaways from all of that information and the way we're going to break this down 
Uh, if you're just interested in the general questions and their general results, probably in the next five minutes, we'll have all that information uh, digested for you. Uh, so you can take that away for your own use and information and so forth. Uh, after that first introductory five minutes where we go over each of the questions and their, and their snapshot results, we're going to dig into each of those a little bit deeper. And then we're also going to go into the open-ended comments. So essentially the survey was five questions and then a six open-ended, hey, what, what more can you tell us about your cycling fitness or things like that? Uh, so the survey was about fitness and fitness levels and training programs on a very high level, broad basis. But we're, we were trying to get a sense of how things were progressing because uh, definitely last spring, as we uh, things kind of opened back up on the event side of things, uh, a lot of people weren't up to speed, so to speak had a very dedicated core of writers that had taken COVID 2020 and used that time to spend a lot of time on the bike, you know? Uh, so there were some, there was a, this small group of very, very fit riders. And when we were in 2020 kind of doing our COVID safe events, really smaller groups, really smaller crowds uh, spread out for some adventure rides, the people we were seeing at those small events, they were all riding quite a bit and all in pretty good shape. So we kind of got a little bit uh, skewed thinking that, you know, everybody's taking this COVID time and spending more time on the bike because those were the people we were seeing. Uh, then we, lo and behold, we have our Red River Riot in March. Had fantastic sign up for that. Fantastic crowd show up for that. And the Red River Riot is always a harder event to begin with. And oh my, 2022 Red River Riot is going to be the hardest ever. We'll talk about that one uh, in the future. But there is no doubt the Red River Riot uh, will be world-class gravel Texas style. No ifs, ands, or buts about it for 2022. If you're not trained up yet and you plan on doing the Red River Riot, you better start training now. I'll tell you that right now. But we'll talk about that in a future one. We did the 2021 Red River Riot, and people came out, had a fantastic time. For a lot of people, that was their first time to get together in any kind of group environment uh, after the 2020 COVID stuff. And a lot of people just, they, they overcommitted to that one. Uh, pe people had tough days that day. A lot of the riders ended up cutting it short, going a shorter route than they originally planned. And they were all smiles and everybody had a good time, but everybody also, you know, that was the common theme of that event, uh, is how, how much of the crew uh, were not actually in their former shapes as they had been before. And uh, it was a little concerning on our end in that, you know, how do we how do we put together events that work for people right now? So we kind of dialed things back a little bit, helping folks get back in shape, shorter distances, easier routes, things like that. And uh, and it looks like that's that that's working out. And we're not taking all the credit for that. That's not, not trying to paint that picture by any stretch of the imagination, just like everything else in this gravel environment. Uh, Everybody does their own thing. We try to find 
the ways we can help that seem to line up with what people are needing at that time. And that was that was the motivation, quite frankly, for this basic fitness survey, this general fitness survey, just, just kind of wet our finger and put it into the wind and see see which way the wind was blowing now at the fitness level. So we're, we'll go ahead and go over those first five questions and the initial responses and our, our 30,000 foot takeaway from each of these questions. So how does your current fitness level compare to six months ago? Oh, and we had, if you can see it in the lower right, we had 247 responses. I was kind of holding off hoping that we'd get to 250 just for round numbers, but I've been wanting to actually record this for over a week now and we've added another seven responses. So I think we are at statistically val valid numbers here. So uh, how does your current fitness level compare to six months ago? I am more fit, 44 plus percent. I am less fit, 15%, and about the same, 40%. And typically what we do uh, to analyze Again, 30,000 foot view of, of these survey responses. We, we basically take the two biggest numbers and kind of add them together and see who, who makes up those groups. And the 44% plus the 40%, that takes us almost to 85%, well over 80% threshold. Uh, that, that's, we're, we're comfortably in the uh, realm of current, currently writers are more fit or about the same as they were six months ago. So basically they're doing fine. Sure. And once we get to the comments, really break that down. If you stick around for that part of it, uh, there, there's going to be idiosyncrasies for the people that are about the same, about the same, uh, for some people six months ago was really, really fit and about the same for some people six months ago was not fit at all. That was a very small portion. And then there was another there, there was another chunk of people that were six months ago, uh, okay, I'd like to be better sort of thing. The main thing we're taking away from this one is people are definitely getting more fit, generally speaking, or at least staying stay the same level. 15%-ish are less fit. There's going to be a bunch of reasons on that, and the comments will start touching on some of those. Uh, how much exercise do you average each week? Two hours or less? Less than 2%. Uh, basically zero from a statistical standpoint. Uh, three to five hours, 22%. Six to eight hours, 35%. Nine to 12 hours, 30%. Over 12 hours, 11.5% rounded up. Uh, take our two biggest numbers, 35% and 30%. So we're at 65% or somewhere between 6 to 12 hours of exercise slash training average each week. That's, uh, quite frankly, that's where we want to be. Uh, the Yes, some people should be training over 12 hours, but the vast majority of us really shouldn't be. Uh if you are training over 12 hours and you're a pro racer or an elite level racer, 
have a coach makes a lot of sense. If you're training over 12 hours and you don't have a coach, I highly recommend you look into getting one. Now, obviously, exercising over 12 hours and training over 12 hours are two different things. If you are one of those people that are gloriously retired and have all the time in the world and able to ride your bicycle six hours a day, seven days a week, fantastic. I wish you well and I'm happy for you. Uh, most people that are riding over 12 hours are having to carve time out of their life to make that happen. So hopefully if you're training over 12 hours a week, uh, you're making the progress that you need. That is outside my realm to give any advice on that. But I definitely recommend if you're trying to be faster, better, stronger, more endurance or whatever, and you're riding that much and you're not seeing significant gains, definitely bring a coach on board. Uh, makes a huge difference. We'll touch on that a little bit in the comments and the, some of the other stuff that we're talking. I'm not here to I'm not here to pitch a coach. That's not don't take it that way. If anybody were to ask me, should I get a coach? I I would tell almost anyone get a coach. Yes makes a huge difference, but I'm not going to recommend a specific coach because that's one of those things that's so tremendously personal. Uh, not every coach is the right fit for every, every writer and vice versa. Um, there are plenty of coaches that are very, you know, they're very discretionary on who they, they, they take on. It's got, it has to be a good fit, generally speaking. Um, that six to 12 hours, that's, that's, that's a really really good range. Basically, anybody that's exercising or training uh, six hours a week or more uh, is is positioned to to line up any any day, any time and take on most any challenge. Now, will they win it if it's a competitive field? Well, probably not with six hours a week of training. Um, but are you going to finish it and have a good time? There's a really good chance you will. If you get, as you get up into that 10 and 12 hours a week, that's when you, uh, you know, if you, you know, with the proper guidance, whether it be self-taught or whatever else, or bringing in a coach, uh, you know, that's, that's where you get into the, the potential of being in that, you know, top 25% of the field, uh, sort of thing, uh, without just natural talent, which some people have, I've never been one of those to be so blessed myself. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're, if your goal is to become a better, stronger, faster rider, and you're, uh, you're exercising that six to 12 hours a week, you've got, you've got the core covered and you're doing a good job of that. And it looks like that's where the vast majority of people are right now between six and 12 hours. That's really nice to see. Uh, what is the primary focus of your exercise routine? This one was a little interesting for me, uh, but this might be my own personal demons and my own personal perspective on it. I did expect losing weight to be higher. Uh, I'm glad to see it's not, quite frankly. Uh, so uh, losing weight less than 10%, get faster, almost 25%. Build endurance just over 25%. Maintain current fitness and weight 30%. And getting away, and this was interesting, I kind of threw this one in just as a curiosity. You know, who exercises or trains just to, just for the sake of getting away? I got to get away from the office. I got I to gotta get away from the noise at home every once, whatever. I, you know, I get that. Um, that's actually 
slightly more motivational uh, than losing weight. Probably a wash when you break it down statistically, 25 to 24. So yeah, uh, throw a standard deviation in there and they, they cross paths completely there. So adding the two big ones together, maintain current fitness and weight and build endurance is over well over half. Even get faster, build endurance is over half. Uh, I, I, I think it's fair to kind of lump those three together from the general fitness perspective that we're seeing. Again, going back to such a big chunk of people are in that 6 to 12 hours, over 80% of the crowds in 6 to 12 hours a week of exercise and training. Um, you know, we take that into 50, we're right back at that 80%. Basically, everybody's wanting to get get faster, maintain, build endurance and at least maintain the current fitness and weight while they're doing that. And I, I, and I do like seeing this higher number actually for the maintain the current fitness and weight. Uh, what's, what that's, what that's saying is people aren't being unrealistic about what their long-term goals are. You know, we don't have somebody that's, you know, 57 years old and thinking, well, uh, maybe I can train up to, to actually race the Tour de France next year. Uh, looks like people are being realistic about their goals, and that, that that's really good to see. And we've been noticing that at our events as well. Again, going back to the Red River Riot in March, there were people that had bitten off more than they could chew. And the last few events, every, everybody we see is, generally speaking, having a pretty good time out there. Uh, you're always going to have somebody that, 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 that stretches a little beyond their limits and uh, might be cussing me towards the end of the ride. Uh, but usually once they get a cold drink or something in them, uh, they're, they're feeling a little bit better. Uh, the next question, four of five, do you follow a, well, it's supposed to be structured training program. There's, there's my typo there. I'm going to have an obligatory typo in almost everything I do. Uh, do you follow do you follow a structured training program? Uh, yes, I have a coach just over 10%, not quite 11. Uh, yes, I developed my own structured training program about 18%. Yes, other very general 15%. Uh, no, I'm not interested in structured training 32%. Uh, no, but I have considered one uh, 25 five-ish percent now this was one this one it's a it's kind of it's our takeaway after looking at this one it was a you know adding up the two biggest ones doesn't really tell a story but it does tell a story actually that if you invert it a little bit basically a third of the people that that responded to the survey just aren't interested in structured training and i get that i just ride my bike to have fun that's 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 the logic there and i get that completely not going to argue with that uh the real takeaway was that essentially two-thirds of the people that responded to the survey uh utilize or have interest in structured training of some sort that we we were asking that question 
quite frankly, to see if there's an opportunity to add more benefit to the club spinistry program to see if maybe helping out some somehow with training programs, training structure, coaching services, building alliances or something like that. See if that's something that might be uh, beneficial on the club spinistry uh, members benefit side of things. So that's our, that's our 30, you know, we're into that realm of the 30,000 foot uh, takeaway from this particular question. It looks like that's something we probably uh, want to explore from the club spinistry side of things. You know, how, how can we help uh, add value, build value to our club members with that, with their membership dues? Uh, so that's something realistically we're going to be looking at going forward. Don't know what that looks like yet. We, we're, we don't have any preconceived notions of what that might be. This, this was, again, just wetting our finger and putting it in the wind. Is, is this something that we might want to look into helping out with structured training in some form or fashion? And the feedback on this, this question uh, indicates, yeah, it probably is something we want to look into. And when we get into the comments in a few minutes, uh, we'll get into, I'm sure it'll lead to some more specific thoughts, uh, but we definitely want your feedback too. Uh, it's, the one thing we've learned over the years is we can come up with all the ideas in the world, but if it's not what anyone is wanting, you know, we're, we're, we're not... We're not a market driver. We don't tell people what to do. We we kind of try to get a sense of what people are wanting or needing and help accommodate that is what we think is the better approach. Um, and so any comments that y'all have along those lines, we are, we are all ears to see how we can help with structured training for people that are looking into that. And question five, how much of your exercise is indoors? And uh, all of it, 100%, nobody replied yes to that. Uh, over two thirds, that was about 10%. Uh, one third to two thirds, 22%. And uh, more than none, but no more than a third of your exercise indoors was 45%. And none of the exercise indoors, 21.5%. Again, we go back to the, uh, put the two biggest ones together. We're looking at realistically, you know, two thirds or less indoors. My guess is it's probably the, the real number, the real crunch number on this one that happy median, so to speak, is probably uh, is 25 to 50% is a realistic scenario. Uh, if you are one of those people that don't do any indoor exercise at all, uh, I would highly recommend reconsidering that, uh, at least on a backup basis, uh, particularly if, if if you're not getting as much training as, as you're wanting, or if your fitness hasn't been improving, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to convert to indoor training by any stretch of the imagination, 
but just to have that capability at your fingertips, so to speak, uh, makes a just a, just makes a tremendous difference. Uh, and that's something we'll go into much more in depth uh, on a on a future chat of ours that we have in mind uh, for some training suggestions and ideas and things like that. All right, so that is the five question review. Our and our quick thirty thousand foot takeaway: uh, How much of your exercise is indoors? We recommend if you're not one of those that does any exercise indoors, uh, maybe maybe just put pieces in place so that if you just have to to make up some lost training time, just have something there. Uh, do you follow a structured? training program we're not going to tell anyone that does not and has no interest in following structure training that they have to that's not the idea at all but it's obvious that the vast majority of y'all have some interest or are currently utilizing structure training uh, so our takeaway from that is that we're going to find a way to add that into the benefits uh, for clubs ministry members uh, in the not too distant future. We just have to, have to figure out exactly what that might look like. We're open to suggestions and comments along those lines. Uh, primary focus of your exercise routine. Uh, the primary focus, get faster, build endurance and maintain current fitness. It all kind of lumps together. And uh, our takeaway from that is uh, as, as spinistry, but even more so as club spinistry, we're going to do everything in our power to give you uh, more options to make that happen. Uh, yes, we're going to make sure events like our Red River Right and Texas Chain Ring Massacre and, you know, Turkey Burn Mountain Bike Race and things like that. We're going to make sure those are as good, better is actually the goal than they ever have been in the past. More fun, uh, more bang for your buck and things like that. Uh, the reality is, uh, what we're going to really focus on again for the club spinistry members is finding more ways and more outlets, uh, for club spinistry members to get valuable training time in as part of their memberships, uh, more club rides, more club functions, you know, not, not an additional cost. That's just part of your, Hey, you're a club member. Guess what? Thing, things came together, so we have a free weekend this coming weekend. We're going to throw to, we're going to throw together a club spinistry ride, yada yada yada. Uh, but again, we want y'all's feedback on that. Do you do you want it to be a hundred mile training ride so you can get ready specifically for the Texas Chain Ring Massacre, or do you want it to be just something really quick, knock it out in ninety minutes or less, and have a good social gathering afterwards, sort of thing? Y'all give us your feedback on that. We're going to do a lot more of the organized club training rides uh, weekends and weekdays going forward. We're going to do so. We're going to do a good bit of that specifically for mountain bike trails and mountain bike racing and things along those lines. Right now, as I'm speaking, our first cold front of the fall. Is it fall yet? I've lost track. Uh, our first cold front of September is blowing in today as, as I speak. And that's going to make a huge difference. The, the summer was cool on the front half, but when it got hot and muggy this year, it got really hot and muggy. Well, it looks like good weather's finally starting to come back. That's going to make a huge difference. Uh, 
And uh, question two, how much exercise do you average each week realistically? It looks like most of y'all are in the right wheelhouse for that. Uh, we're just going to find ways to make that even more enjoyable and, and uh, more beneficial for you to utilize your exercise time and training time. And how does your current fitness level compare to six months ago? I am more fit and about the same. Well, let's get all of those about the same and I am less fit. Let's get y'all where you are six months from now, more fit than you are right now. We have lots of tools in place and coming for that. So that's the, that's the survey responses, our 30,000 foot overview. What I'm gonna do now is go to question six, which was an open-ended question and go through the individual responses. And if you don't wanna stick around for that, it's completely understandable. There's no expectation you would, but these individual responses and their comments and questions, I'm gonna to touch upon those with a little bit more specific stuff that we have in mind for spinistry, or it'll help me generate questions to ask y'all as well. So your comments uh, after these uh, replies to comments will probably be greatly appreciated. So question six is, again, open-ended. Are there any comments regarding fitness and or training? Feel free to leave your contact info if you would like us to reply. Your info will not be shared. I think I only had one uh, response in here that ended up being less than anonymous, but, uh, and we're, we're kind of free forming this one. My training regimen is set in, and I, I am gonna read each of the questions because we do this in a podcast audio only version as well. Uh, so those folks won't be able to read the text here. Uh, my training regimen is set in some respects, but without pressure as I train, as I perceive my energy level prior to efforts. Sounds like somebody that's happy with what they're doing. You keep doing what you're doing. If you think of any way we can help you with that, please let us know. Any chance of getting in shape for, I guess, for rat outside of tailing Peter? Uh, actually, it's a little bit short notice to get in shape now for Rat 1000 for 2021. That kicks off October 9th, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. But if you truly do want to get in shape for Rat 1000 2022, uh, that you can pull that off. I'm going to say on that 6 to 12 hours a week training program or six to 12 hours a week training that we're talking about is where most normal people want to be. Um, we're definitely going to do a future spinistry chat on this. Uh, I'm actually in the middle of this training program myself right now. We'll go more in depth later, probably on in some of these comments about that. But I mean, I've essentially dropped uh, 30 pounds in 15 weeks. Um, there's, there is definitely diet involved with that, uh, exercise, including bicycle training and, and other stuff, but take it back a different direction. When I did ride the rat, uh, several years back, uh, I did it immediately after getting hit by, well, a few months after getting hit by a car and being off the bike for an extended period of time. And then training back up for the rat. And basically, I was able to get trained up. Uh, 
on six to eight hours a week and um, able to do the days. It's not that difficult. We'll, we'll do a, a future video and chat that kind of goes over those details of how that works. Um, and I mean, it's nothing that we're going to, it's just, I'll, I'll put it out there and it may work for you. It may not. I'm not saying that's the way to do it. It's a way that worked for me. And I think it can work for other people as well. And I am in the, in that process right now, using that same program to get back in shape so that not to ride the rat, but just to be able to do anything I wanted to at any time, which is really the main focus of, of staying fit on a bicycle as far as I'm personally concerned. Um, my wife and I are both in our mid seventies, very important for both of us to pursue a very regular all around fitness program, strength and cardio, which includes biking. We have always enjoyed the spinistry events that we have attended, but our riding distances have decreased somewhat. Please remember to include distances at your event from 20 to 30 miles for us mature riders, as well as the newcomers. Thank you. Uh, we do typically include a shorter route. Um, it may not, they may not be under 30 miles, but usually, uh, usually we have a short route in the 30 to 35 mile range, almost always. Uh, we, we kind of structure around a 50k route there have been times that we've done even shorter routes um but to be perfectly honest with you whenever we've done routes that were 25 miles or less really anytime we do routes under 30 miles uh we have almost zero signups for those um the if if you're an accomplished writer and no navigation and things like that we could definitely come up with some shorter versions of say you know if we put out a 50k 32 mile route uh we could put out a self-navigated route that might even be a little bit shorter that cuts off four or five miles of that if you're able to follow your own gps track Typically, when we've done the shorter routes, the, the idea is to build those around uh, the true beginners, you know, first-time gravel grinders. And sometimes we'll do one of those around 25 miles, 20 to 25 miles. But even when we do those less than 25 miles, um, usually those people are wanting, end up wanting more. Um, definitely whenever we've gone under 20 miles, the beginners have gone, eh, I, I really should have done the 32-mile route instead. Um, so the beginner routes usually might, we, if we have a true beginner route, it might be in that 25 mile range. And, but those usually have very small turnout as well. Um, so we definitely don't want to, uh, chase off experienced riders that do need a, a shorter route. Um, but it might be something that you have might need to accomplish that a little bit on a self-service basis. So if you find yourself in that predicament where our short route isn't quite short enough for you, uh, but you're, you're comfortable navigating for yourself as long as you, as long as you have the, the GPS route to just send me a message. Uh, usually I can find a way to turn any of our shorten, any of our routes to a somewhat customized length. And usually when we do 
those short routes, the beginner routes or the 50K routes, those usually are non-competitive. So you're not going to, if you end up finishing quicker than people that were doing the full route, that's not a big deal. It's, it's usually not a race at those levels. Uh, need to maintain a better diet as well. Uh, yes, that's, that's, an, that's an important component for all of, for all of it. Uh, and again, talk, talking from firsthand experience, I know it wasn't a big chunk of the survey responses. Uh, if your focus, though, is trying to lose weight while you're building fitness on the bike, that is definitely a balancing act. Uh, the short story is it's, 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 it's really tough to focus on losing weight by riding the bike more. It really it needs to be, it, the core needs to be diet focused. Uh, you need to eat smart, but I'm not going to tell anyone how to eat smart. That's what, that's different. People have different diets that work for them. Uh, I'm never going to be one of those that says, well, the way I do it is the way everybody should do it. The, the diet I'm on right now is the one that works for me. It's one I've used in the past and when, whenever I've utilized it, it's worked well for me. And whenever I haven't utilized it, that's when things start to go sideways or, or worse. Um, with young kids, I am struggling to find time to exercise. Ah, the yes, I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that one. Uh, we're essentially empty nesters now, so definitely more flexibility than, uh, than what we what I had in the past. But uh, definitely up against the kid crunch for training. Uh, that does go back to. Uh, the reason I highly suggest uh, incorporating indoor training into your repertoire as much as possible. Uh, I am a huge proponent of smart trainers and appropriate software for that. I use Zwift myself, but I've used other training platforms. I'm not saying Zwift is the only way to do it. And you don't even have to have a smart trainer. I've used rollers. I've used the you know the old fashioned for lack of a better term, dumb trainers. I've used exercise bikes. I've used spin bikes in the past. Uh, but I am a huge proponent, generally speaking, of having an indoor cycling setup just ready to go full time, uh, particularly when you're in the situation with young kids. Uh, that way, when, it, when that random, oh, I have 45 minutes, where I think I might have 45 minutes. All right, I'm going to, you know, kids down for a nap or whatever, or everybody went shopping. I have the house to myself for an hour. Go hop on the spin bike, go hop on the smart trainer or, or whatever else, uh, you know, trying to load up the car and get dressed and drive to a trailhead for a, a quick, you know, even to get a one hour mountain bike ride. And you're talking about a three hour endeavor. And then it turns into, well, I'll, I'll do it on the way home from work. But then you have that important client that you have to wait on. And next thing you know, it's dark before you leave work. I get that. That's why, again, huge proponent of always having some sort of indoor training just at your fingertips. No comments. Recovery from injury. So current status sucks. Uh, definitely, again, and um, not trying to turn this into a, a me thing. I'm just doing this from my own uh, 
personal experiences. I relate to this one tremendously as well. Uh, that's my big deal. Uh, again, several years ago, I was hit by a car. Other things came into play between then and now. And ultimately, uh, I was off the bike for an extended period of time, put on a ton of weight, was completely out of shape. And I mean, I'm still out of shape, but again, that'll be a future chat and video where we'll go into the details of, of getting back in shape and where I'm at in that process. This past spring, I finally had surgery on my knee to go down the right path for, to, to start recovering properly. And it took, it took a little while, uh, to get back into the habit. I'm 15 weeks into the habit now and uh, just going to do everything I can to keep that habit going forward. Uh, the biggest thing I can suggest if you're recovering from injury, so current status sucks, just start doing what you can when you can, but don't do more than you should. Uh, and if you don't know what more than you should, it, is talk to your doctor, talk to your physical therapist, talk to an expert of some sort. And I'm not that person. So I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah, you can reach out to me. I'll give you all the support I can, but I'm not the person to answer that for you. Talk to a professional. If you don't know what the right thing to do when is, and just put that on your calendar and start doing it. Uh, it is a process, uh, but it's, it's, you know, it starts when you start. So, um, you know, make, make a point to start when you can. Um, I like to train by doing spinistry races. Fantastic. We like to help you train with our races and events and club rides. Um, and we think that we think spinistry events are a fantastic outlet, uh, for training in general. And we're not too proud to say, Hey, if you want to if you want to think of us as a training session for some other event that's on your calendar, that's, that's perfectly fine. We, uh, particularly the rat, the rat 1000, we put that together from the get go with the idea of it being a primer for the people that were interested in doing the tour divide. How do you practice doing stuff for the tour divide without just doing the tour divide rat 1000 was kind of meant to be, somewhat like a tour divide on training wheels sort of event in a way make no mistake it's still tough but we're not here to equate the rat to the tour divide and say that they're in the same league by any stretch of the imagination that said we're very happy and proud to say that there's been a lot of people that use the rat as they're launching their springboard to not only attempt but to conquer the tour divide so we think we think Spinistry events work very well for training purposes. I love my bike. I'm always pushing to get faster and spinistry events are my measuring device. I wish I could do more. We would love for you to do more as well. Um, but we're glad you do what you can when you can. And uh, if there's anything we can do on our end to help you do more, let, let us know. Fitness makes everything better. That's... Uh, yeah, that's the main takeaway. If, uh, again, I'm probably going to, this is something I'm probably going to, uh, sound repetitive and redundant time after time about 
Uh, but the whole point of fitness isn't to be the fastest from my perspective. It isn't be the fastest. It isn't to go the furthest. It's to be in a position to do what you want to do whenever you are able to do it. Um, to me, it's always kind of been a backwards approach to, oh, I'm going to sign up for this event a year down the road and use that as my motivation to get back in shape. Cause there's so much that can happen, uh, between now and a year from now that, and uh, realistically, I've probably seen more people that have signed up for those, you know, far off big events that just never do it. And so they're essentially kind of throwing money away. Uh, to me, it makes more sense to always physically be in a position of, Oh my gosh, I don't know what happened, but, uh, this, this work inventory weekend I was supposed to have got rescheduled and the family's all out of town. All of a sudden I've got a whole three day weekend to myself that wasn't on the schedule. Huh? Maybe I'll go out and do a, a multi-day bike packing trip or something like that. Just to always have enough fitness to do whatever falls into your lap and be able to enjoy yourself on the bicycle is I think a huge deal. Um, at this time, I do two indoor classes a week for strength training and then also try to maintain about 50 miles of riding at all times on my Strava account. Sounds like you got a pretty good structure going there for your own plan and nothing wrong with that. Uh, brutally honest, the whole COVID pandemic has had a rough toll on my mental health, which in turn has negatively impacted my desire for fitness Getting better, though, just knowing you guys are there helps a lot. Uh, we're glad to be some help along those lines. And I completely and utterly understand uh, where you're coming from on all of that. Um, I, th I, I think we've all been beat up at various levels mentally speaking, emotionally speaking, through all of this. Um, and hopefully we're going in the right direction. I'm not going to... Uh, I take things one day at a time now at this point. Uh, yes, we're making plans for the future and hopefully all the pieces come together for that. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to know what the future holds at this point. But as far as mental and emotional frustration, I get where you're coming from there. And it does make it, does make it difficult uh, to get out and do the things at the fitness level that you want to be doing, probably know you should be doing. Uh, the important thing is you say you're getting, you're getting better with it, though. And that's, I, I think there, a lot of us are in that same boat where I think on the emotional side of things, I think we may have crested that wave. Uh, and I, I think we're kind of into that realm of, well, whatever new normal may or may not be, how it may or may not be different from old normal. I think most of us are our better position to, to deal with that now. So best of luck with you. Anything we can do to help you get back on the horse, so to speak, uh, we're happy to do. 
and uh, we definitely welcome you to, to make it out whenever it does fit for you. Uh, my fitness writing level is usually down this time of year. This is summer. I get that. I just cannot handle the heat here. In, okay, and the reinforcement heat here in Dallas. July and August are indoor yoga and Xbox season. Well, there you go. As long as you're doing something, and I, you know, I am, I am one of those that is completely heat intolerant. Um, I can, I can muddle through the heat with proper heat acclimation training, but I have to be extremely diligent and on the front end of it. And that's, um, that's one of those that uh, if, 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 if I'm not, if I'm not properly heat acclimated, I can wipe myself out for the summer with one, one bad choice of a ride or event or whatever else. Um, so I get where you're coming from there. And uh, again, it just reinforces the indoor training aspect of things. Uh, smart trainers aren't just for the winter months, particularly if you're in the deep south. Uh, they make a lot of sense for those 100-degree days uh, as well for a lot of people. Some people are able to, to, to tolerate that. A lot of people aren't. Uh, indoor, indoor training, uh, quite frankly, for me, is a blessing. Uh, for bike stuff, I like 30 to 40-mile routes. I, we, it's ministry events uh, or public events anyway. Typically, yes, we'll have something in that 30 to 40 mile route range, usually something in the 100K range, and usually something a little bit longer, 75 to 100 miles. Um, but again, if we happen to have an event going on that doesn't quite line up with what your training plans are, if you need something a little shorter or a little longer, send me a message. I, 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 I can... I can put together a custom route that might add a few miles or take off a few miles or whatever. And as long as it doesn't, you know, interfere with results for the competitive races and things like that, uh, we're happy to accommodate you. I use trainer wrote app for structured training. That's a very good tool that lots of people are very, uh, supportive of, uh, another one right here. I use Trainer Road for structure training and add in longer endurance rides in, on the weekends. I also do long night rides through the week most weeks. I mostly race cross country, but have dabbled in gravel. Sounds like a really good balance, there, a really good mix. And that um, that's something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough. And that, that might be something we might want to kind of formalize in the mix. Uh, variety is the spice of life, so to speak. Um, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again for most people kind of leads to burnout. Some folks, it's that sort of structure is exactly what they need and it works really well for them. So I'm not, none of this stuff is 100% by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but generally speaking, throwing some variety into it, changing things up here and there, uh, that can that can make a huge difference on a training program, particularly if you're starting to get a little frazzled, a little burnt. Uh, and and that's that's the last thing you want to happen because we do this to have fun. And if the fun stops being fun. There's no fun in that. 
Uh, I wish you would have the Hempstead gravel ride again. Well, we, we do plan to. It wasn't that long ago we were there. Um, actually, now that I think about it, that would have been right about 15 weeks ago. It was actually right after that event that I started on my diet, if I remember correctly. And again, we'll go into more details on that down the road. So we were there 15 weeks ago, not too long. Typically, we don't go to the same location. Most of them we only go to once a year. Some of them we might go to twice a year. Valley View for Midnight Massacre and Texas Chain Ring Massacre we'll do twice a year. Uh, the uh, Munster on the gravel side for uh, Roadrunner Rocks. We have that in November and the Red River Riot. Uh, but our friends at 4R Ranch, uh, now they have Mountain Bike Trail too. So we'll throw a mountain bike event maybe to into there as well. But that's a little bit different animal there. That's private, a fantastic piece of private property with camping in it. So realistically, <laughs> we could go there once a month and do something and everyone would have a good time. We're not going to, but uh, a couple times a year for a mountain bike event, a couple times a year for a gravel event. Um, you know, I, I think 4R is one of the only places we would do that. Everything else is usually... Uh, once a year, uh, but the, that Hempstead one, uh, I'd like, I'd like to do that one, uh, again in the winter as well. Um, I think that'd be a good spot to go to when it's too cold everywhere else. I ride, swim and walk because it's fun and I love to be outside. There we go. There's that variety is the spice of life and have fun. No comments. Coaching is a great idea. Just can't afford the cost of a personal coach. I just use the trainer road for Sufferfest, but I've yet to complete a program and retest to evaluate. Work or family generally tosses a wrench into any program. Yes and no. Uh, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Again, everybody's particulars are, are different and unique. Um, the it's really important and again I, I i say these things from my own experience because i've run into these frustrations myself uh but whenever i've sat down and really looked at it at least in my world it's like you know what i could have carved out 45 minutes on this day to go ahead and do something it may not have been what my ideal was i might have oh man i really wanted to do a 50 mile gravel ride that day but well, that wasn't going to happen. So it doesn't mean I can't just do n nothing, you know, particularly if you're using Sufferfest, Trainer Road or whatever else that's out there. Um, and I mean, Zwift is, for me, Zwift is fantastic for this because you can just do a free ride or you can set up a work, their, their programmed workouts. And if I know all I have is 35 minutes, I can... I can get on the trainer for 35 minutes if I absolutely, you know, just to do something just to, for myself, because I'm not a very disciplined or organized guy, generally speaking, for myself to make myself take the bull by the horns and dis discipline myself and make myself put the butt in the saddle and turn on the computer and go, um, that's, that's the biggest step to do 
to to do that. It's real easy to there's there's always a really good reason to not work out, to not ride, to not there's there's always something there that's a good reason to not do it. Um, and sometimes those reasons are valid and you shouldn't. Most of the time, for me personally, my experience has been even when there's a good reason not to, there's a better reason to find a way to do it, maybe at a slightly different time or a slightly different length of time or at a slightly different place. And if that means getting up early in the morning and doing it, that's fine. If that means, well, if nothing else, during my lunch hour at work today, I'm going to throw on the tennis shoes and walk around the campus for 45 minutes while I'm nibbling on a sandwich. At least it's a little bit of something. A little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing. I strive to be in in an all-around good shape, but not trying to be in the elite, elite fitness category. That I think that's, for most of us, probably for 80% of us, that's the right goal to be shooting for. Um, A, what is elite fitness? You know, I, don't, I mean, anybody can sign up for an elite race, generally speaking, um, particularly on the gravel side of things. It, you know, is elite, you, you know, you have to podium to be elite or do you have to be in the top 20%, 10%, 5%, I don't know, I don't know. Um, just be in an all-around good shape to go out and do what you want to do when you want to do it. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a realistic goal for most of us. Love your organization. I unsubscribe myself by accident. Opening survey. I like knowing what's going on. Recovering from. Sure. Replacements now. Maybe shoulder replacement. I don't. Do they do. I know they do knee replacement. Do they do shoulder replacement? I bet they do. Um, well, if you did unsubscribe. And you haven't messaged me already. If you accidentally unsubscribe, just send me an email that you accidentally unsubscribed yourself and let me know which email address you would like us to add back into the database because uh, I, can, I can do that. Uh, I love riding my bike. I do too. Want to ride more? Separate comment for those that are listening. I do too. Uh, work schedule wins over ride schedule, but always great to have options throughout the month. Yeah, we've, we've already done the, the, the preachy preachy of just, you know, find some way to carve out some time to ride. Uh, always great to have options throughout the month. And that's part of what we're trying to throw into the mix so that if however we can find ways to help fit into your carved out time, more weekend stuff, some informal stuff, stuff during the week as well, we're going to be throwing that into the mix um but we we definitely need your input and feedback on that you know what 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 should that look like how does that help you the most sort of thing what time of day what days of the week uh how much time needs to be devoted to it those sorts sorts of things We've, we have some ideas in mind but just because we have an idea doesn't mean it's the right direction for us to go no comments specific to fitness training, but I'm looking forward to the spinistry fall gravel schedule. Uh, 
spinistry fall gravel schedule is taking shape. We do have Roadrunner Rock set up for November 6th. Uh, we have the date set aside for Holiday Ramble, I believe December 5th. And we're also going to be doing, and we have, well, we have Rat 1000 week, October 9th through October 16th. Uh, but we're going to be definitely throwing some club spinistry stuff in the mix as well. We have a couple mountain bike races also throughout the fall. Uh, but uh, current plan is Rat 1000 October 9th weekend out of Paris. We'll do a club spinistry ride. And if you want to overnight with us at the fairgrounds with the Rat Riders, you can join us for that. <clears throat> we're considering doing something the following weekend but that's that's further out um that you know that would be uh in tucumcari or um vega the the following weekend and that might be that might be unrealistic to try to get folks to come all the way out there for a club's ministry ride of some sort beautiful area though make no mistake about that uh so we're tossing that one around as well. And we have some other club rides we'll be throwing together. So definitely follow our Facebook page and look at your emails as they come across. Um, we will be doing a club ride this coming weekend. Recording this on September 21st. I don't have the calendar in front of me, but whatever Saturday, Sunday are. We'll do a club ride of some sort in one of those days. I'll probably have that nailed down in the next day or so. And others will come up kind of ad hoc as well. Uh, indoor training percentage increases in the winter, understandable. I follow a structured plan for most of the year, but September and October, I really just enjoy riding with some weightlifting. I'll start back with the structured plan around November 1st. That brings up a good point there. Uh, it's particularly uh, as cyclists get older, they need to throw some strength training into the mix as well. Yes, hours upon hours on the bike can make you stronger on the bike. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, but the cycling training is not load-bearing. Uh, so particularly as we get older and our bodies start to break down a little bit, and, uh, for people that are in our hormones, even guys, definitely women as well, our horm hormones start going a little wonky um if you're not aware of it osteoporosis can actually be an issue for cyclists that do get a lot of exercise but it's not load-bearing exercise generally speaking uh so that basically can lead to brittle bones e easily broken bones easily broken hips and hip sockets and things like that uh it's actually fairly common in the uh in the 50 year old plus cycling community, even 40 year old plus uh, for people that do a lot of riding. Um, <clears throat> again, this applies to male and female as well. So uh, I highly recommend uh, incorporating some sort of uh, weight bearing or uh, strengthening uh conditioning into the mix particularly as you get older but particularly if you're in that upper end of exercise time each week if you're into that 8 10 12 hours or even more 
uh, hours per week of exercise and that's all exclusively cycling, take, take a couple hours a week and, and, and put it somewhere else is, is my recommendation. Uh, you are what you eat. There is a lot of truth to that. Indoor exercise is core and strengthening. Rest is on the bike on rest. I, the, I guess the rest of the exercise is on the bike or on the road or the trails. And that's, I, that's not a, it's not a bad approach actually right there. If you're one of those that is, is anti, uh, smart trainers or trainers or rollers, right? You're never going to do, you're never going to ride a bike indoors. Okay. I get that. But also if you're not getting as much exercise as you want to each week, throw something else into the mix. Uh, training is not just riding the bike again, like we were talking about just on the, on the previous comment, uh, throw other pieces into the mix. And if, if, if you have to get two or three hours a week of your exercise at home, you know, dealing with small kids and stuff like that. And it, it's push-ups and sit-ups and yoga and crunches and lunges and whatever else. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, again, throwing something into the mix outside of just riding the bike is hugely important. Uh, turn 65, wanting to get as much leg strength as I can. I'm doing well on the cardio. It would be good for a couple of volunteers to run a sweep wagon. All right. Combining a couple things here. Turn 65. You keep doing what you're doing. I am not going to criticize anything. Uh, wanting to get as much leg strength as I can. Uh, my recommendation realistically trying to get as much leg strength as I can. I'm doing well on the cardio. Um, I highly recommend you reach out to a professional touch base with a coach, uh, getting a little older, throw some different things into the mix. And realistically, um, most of the, literature and programs and videos that are out there right now don't have anything you know they don't think about people realistically people over 50 generally speaking but you get into your 60s or even you know older than that most of, most of the training regimens aren't taking that into account i would highly recommend uh speaking to somebody that that has some experience with strength and conditioning specifically for older individuals. Uh, now the second part, it would be good for a couple of volunteers to run a sweep wagon. I want to be careful how, how I phrase this because I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm dismissing it because I'm, I'm not dismissing the suggestion uh, at all. Um, we, for our gravel events, we always sweep the course. We always have somebody that follows all the riders. But the intent is never for that, isn't for that person to be a shuttle service for those that weren't strong enough to, to, to make their way uh, back in. Uh, that's one of the kind of fundamentals, for lack of a better term, of gravel that we kind of subscribe to. They are, they are meant to be self-supported uh, events for the most part. Uh, but that said, 
if somebody has a true issue, we're not we're we're not going to leave them hanging. Um, but we don't. We also have learned it's if you tell people that hey, there's there's a sweet vehicle that'll be along worst case scenario. Well, even people that aren't worst case scenario, a lot of people will just go, uh, I, I, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and drink on my water bottle till the sweet wagon comes. Uh, and next thing you know, you've got 30 people that just don't feel like finishing the ride that are waiting for a sweet, ve sweet vehicle that were perfectly capable of finishing the ride or whatever else. Uh, if you have a true emergency, we always recommend dialing 911. Um, and then the follow-up aspect of this uh, for a couple of volunteers to run a sweep wagon. There's two pieces of that that come into play. We, we make a point to not solicit volunteers and, uh, and abuse isn't the right word. So we, we, we know we could put out a call for volunteers and people would step up and we appreciate that. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we also don't want to come across as we're taking advantage of free labor as well. Uh, when our events get bigger, we have some fantastic friends that almost always approach us and say, hey, we know this is going on. You need our help. And usually we say, yes, please, and thank you. And uh, we, we take care of them in various ways as well. Um, but to constantly be, you know, blasting out hey we need more volunteers we need more help trying to guilt people into supporting us and things like that that's just something we've never been comfortable with um we so we do always sweep the course we always do keep an eye on our riders and i to the best of my knowledge we've never left anyone that's still out on course that hasn't made their way home yet None, no, thank you. You're welcome. I am not coachable, too stubborn, but I like the idea of structured training. No idea if I'm doing too much, not enough, because I never improve and won't since getting older. Uh, well, I will give you kudos for recognizing that you're too stubborn and not coachable, uh, which actually tells me that you are quite coachable. You just have to find the right person to work with along those lines. And that right person may very well be yourself where you just need a little bit of help from somebody to, to help you organize something that, that works for you, particularly on what your goals are. No idea if I'm doing too much or not enough because I never improve. That, that right there tells me that you can improve. Okay. Um, and I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think it's as difficult as you're concerned it might be. Um, so, again, these are anonymous, so I don't know who this person is. But the, if you're listening to this, feel free to send me a message and give me a little bit more detail. Um, just so I have a better idea of what you've tried in the past or what's frustrated you in the past and hasn't worked sort of thing. And I, I, I'd welcome the chance to, for us to mount some ideas off each other because, uh, I can relate to the too stubborn 
people have definitely accused me of being too stubborn. I can also relate to the never improve. Um, I kind of got caught up in that for a few years. Uh, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. That did all change once a coach got involved and it wasn't, it wasn't turn up my train, my training upside down. It wasn't taking the fun out of it. Uh, it, there was just a couple of really, really small tweaks that personally for me made all the difference in the world. Uh, again, I'm not a world-class racer as a, as a result by any stretch of the imagination, but I was definitely able to go further longer for more days in a row and generally at a faster clip than I'd ever done before. Um, and it didn't take much change on my end to make that happen. So feel free to send me a message and let's bounce some ideas off each other. I stay fit just to cleanse my soul. I love being outdoors and gravel mountain biking has been so refreshing. I also weight train two times a week. That's that's a really that's a really good mix right there to be honest with you. Uh, if your focus is the cycling, again, you want to throw other stuff into the mix, uh, but you don't have to blow yourself up trying to do all of it at one time or at the same time or mix it all. You know, throw one more training day into the mix that used to be an off day and turn one of your riding days into a weights day and that that can make a huge difference uh just wish i wasn't this old with worn out body parts um i can i can sympathize with that one as well without knowing your particulars uh you know i don't know how old and worn out you might be um that is the beautiful thing about bicycles though um if you if you can if you can keep if you can keep them balanced and and uh, stay between the lines you can have a good time uh and uh hopefully hopefully they actually help the body parts stay better instead of wearing them out that's been my experience anyway when i think something's old and worn out if I just find myself getting back on the bike, uh, next thing I know, it's it's better it's better than ever. Uh, bicycle riding is some miracle exercising. Uh, as long as you don't overdo it, that's one thing I think a lot of people actually may get caught. They may be actually overdoing it and making things worse. Again, that's probably uh, that's a that's a bunny trail for uh, another video somewhere down the road. Uh, I have competing goals for next spring. I enjoy crits, but my real focus will be the Gravel Locos 155. I've been searching for good plans to prepare for that event. The goal is to go under 10 hours. Um, like I was speaking about before, we're more than happy for people to use our events as uh, training grounds for other events. If your goal is to do the Gravel Locos in under... 155 in under 10 hours you know you're basically talking about a 16 mile an hour average on some pretty hilly terrain uh the 10 hours aspect of it is as far as i mean 10 hours of riding i think most people that ride gravel can say well that's that's ultimately doable 
to ride gravel for 10 hours. So that's what the training needs to be around is not so much the riding the 10 hours, it's how much ground you can cover in those 10 hours. So you have to put yourself in a position to be able to do 155 miles of hilly terrain in 10 hours. Um, again, going to the tour divide training model that we were talking about for RAT 1000. Uh, you know, it's not a realistic scenario to go do the tour divide three or four times a year to train to do the tour divide. Again, it's probably not a realistic scenario for most to attempt the Gravel Locos 155 course several times trying to train up for it specifically. I suppose some people could pull that off, but the reality is you probably need to position yourself to do that 16 mile an hour effort over 155 miles just once. Um, if you try to do that and build up to it, doing the 155 miles at 12 miles an hour, at 14 miles an hour, at 15 miles an hour, and then see, there, there's a good chance that um, you could hurt something along the way just from doing too much, quite frankly. Because when you're, when you're pushing to that next level is when tweaks go to that next level as well. And the tweak becomes an overuse injury and things like that. Or you push through the pain and, oh, actually, I did end up really hurting something there. Uh, so, uh, you know. The, the realistic approach is, well, let's go back to the Texas Chain Ring Massacre. Uh, so that's in January. That's several months from now. Uh, with If your ultimate goal is to do the Gravel Locos 155 in 16 miles an hour, maybe you try to position yourself uh, to do the Texas Chain Ring Massacre uh, 100 miler at 14 or 15 miles an hour. in January and have, have that as an interim goal and see and go and shoot for that and train up for that and do the Texas Chain Ring Massacre and see where you come out on what you were hoping to accomplish there and then that leads to the Red River Riot in March which is going to be a very difficult route and we're going to have a 125 mile version of that um, but that might be too much to it might be too much to try to do that 125 in 16 miles an hour that might be too much too soon if you're truly building to peak at 16 miles an hour for 155 uh but it, maybe it makes sense to go one of two two approaches there try to do the red river riot a, a tougher course not not as flat as the texas chain ring massacre uh, maybe do the 75-mile version of that and try for the 16 miles an hour on that. Or the other route is you tr just going the distance, doing the 125-mile Red River Riot route, uh, but trying to do that at 14 miles an hour. Realistically, either one of those would be a good next step from the Texas Chain Ring Massacre, but in between the Gravel Locos event. And we will have other stuff in between now and then as well. But those are two things you could benchmark right now. There's a January event and a March event uh, that would fall right into training for, if I remember right, Gravel Locos is May, if I mid-May, I think, something like that. Uh, let's see. No, sir. 
finally seeing power numbers where I'm happy now if I could drop that last 25 pounds. Ooh, that's a big, oh, you've got, there's a lot in here, even though that's a fairly simple sentence there. There's a lot of my own personal pain in here. And uh, the my personal training that I'm going through right now actually is built around this quite a bit. Um, like I was saying earlier, if the goal is to drop pounds, is to lose weight, it's really difficult to do that just by riding the bike. It, diet really comes into play tremendously on that if but if your diet is restricted if your calories are restricted so that you can lose weight it's very very difficult you can build endurance and you can build power and with reduced calories um but it's really difficult to actually lose any weight at that point because you need the calories to build the power ultimately and to maintain endurance. Uh, it, it's my personal experience over the years, and this is just me. Again, different people have different results. Um, I could ride my bike and I could lose weight. But if I was doing that, I wasn't able to do my 12-hour rides over 150 miles in order to do, you know, or whatever. I guess I never did. No, I'm not a 12-hour 150. I don't want to say that. 12-hour, uh, 125-mile guy, probably. More realistic. Um, but it takes a lot of calories to pull that off. Now, I may not gain weight while I'm doing that, but if I'm carrying an extra 25 pounds, it's dang sure not coming off when I'm doing 125 mile rides. Cause you know, you, you gotta put those calories in to be able to keep pedaling for, for all that time. Um, so going round and round in circles there and short story too long already. Uh, if you're happy with your power, but you're 20, you're still trying to fight off 25 pounds. Um, I hate to say it, but you have to figure out which one's your primary goal. If the power's the goal, you're just, you know. Yes, you can still shave 5 or 10 pounds off that 25. But, it, you know, it's, it's not a realistic expectation to get that full 25 off, maintain power and endurance. Uh, if your goal is to drop the 25 pounds, I, my suggestion is to focus on that. Your powers, you're not, you're not going to lose much power. You're not going to build much power in the interim. But, you know, 12 weeks, you can drop that 25 pounds. Three months, you can drop that 25 pounds. Maintain current power. Maybe a slight drop off. And then if the 25 pounds was the important thing, uh, you won't have lost. If, if you're focusing on that part of it, and just and just spinning to exercise so to speak not focusing on building power building long long range endurance or anything like that if you uh if you dedicate 
12 weeks to the 25 pounds. Uh, then 12 weeks from now, you can get back to focusing on the power. And realistically, if you drop those 25 pounds in those 12 weeks and just maintain your current power, guess what just happened to your power to weight ratio right there? That's a significant improvement. Just ponder that. Think about that. Uh, trainer road during the week, Saturday, outside on Sunday. You do what you got to do. I uh, really enjoy riding my bicycle, but persistent back issues have been slowing me down. That, uh, yes. That stuff like that makes it tough. Uh, and backs are right there near the top of the list. I, I, I will definitely admit that. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert and say, well, do this to fix your back or do this. You can do anything. Uh, doesn't matter what's wrong with your back. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to do that. Best of luck. Uh, if you aren't seeing a professional, particularly with back issues, uh, I, I recommend pursuing that if you haven't already. If you, if you have already gone down that path and uh, you're following the advice of the professional, uh, if there's anything we can do, to help that in the process, be sure, you know, don't hesitate to drop me a line. We'll see what we can do to help you out. N-A-N-A. -A. All good. Glad to see you doing the calendar of races that include others. More trainer road props. Lots of trainer road props here. It's good to see. COVID fat ass who misses riding her bike, especially gravel on a regular basis. Appreciate your shorter distances offered. You're quite welcome. And uh, primarily Zwift, Monday through Friday, one hour a day, longer rides on weekends and outdoors. To be honest with you, I think we've covered all we're going to cover. And my next one, somewhere in the mix here, is probably going to be a less than anonymous one. We're going to go ahead and sign off now. I think we've got given you guys plenty to digest. I uh, just want to give one more reminder. Uh, if you haven't joined Club Spinistry yet, there's a lot of benefit to joining Club Spinistry. A lot of the events we just talked about, that's one of the biggest benefits is discounts for Texas Chain Ring Massacre through the end of the month, 50%. Free events, Turkey Burn, $20 off. Roadrunner Rocks, 50% off. Rat 1000 Mini Rat, free uh, full rat 1,050% off and a bunch of other things as well. If you have not joined Club Spinistry just yet, we highly encourage you to look into it a little further. We think we give you a lot of bang for the buck, but if there's anything else we can do to make that more valuable to you, please leave a comment or drop us a line. Thanks for joining us.